Good evening. I'm Rick Cottom. Welcome to Your Maryland. Imagine a year without summer. Just such a thing occurred in 1816 after a global series of volcanic eruptions. In 1812, Sofriere on the Caribbean island of St. Vincent erupted, followed two years later by Mayon in the Philippines. Then in 1815, Indonesia's Tambora exploded, killing 90,000 people on the island of Sumbawa. Tidal waves rushed across the Pacific. Between 37 and 100 cubic miles of stone and ash were blown into the sky. Rocks bigger than a man's fist landed miles away, and islands of floating ash appeared in the sea. More importantly, a huge cloud of volcanic dust began to spread across the northern hemisphere. People in Canada and New England noticed that the winter of 1816 lingered long into the cold, snowy spring, delaying the first planting. Then, on June 7th, a cold front blew in. On June 5th, the temperature in Williamstown, Massachusetts, was 83 degrees. At 7 a.m. on June 7th, it stood at 45, and a few days later it fell to 30. Across New England, snow and sleet pelted the crops. Ice formed an inch thick on standing water, and icicles grew a foot long. Sheep froze in the fields. People put on their winter clothes and built roaring fires against the cold. Birds flew into houses to get warm. Philadelphia reported, Every green herb was killed, and vegetables of every description very much injured. Frost reached down into the Upper South. At Monticello, Thomas Jefferson recorded the cold in his weather diary. Everyone wondered what was going on. The sunsets were marvelous that summer, occasionally marked with spectacular red, white, and yellow bands. From time to time, a dry fog reddened and dimmed the sun. It was volcanic dust, but they had no way of knowing that as they went about replanting. Then in July, a second cold wave struck. This time, Chambersburg and Richmond also reported extreme cold. In Maryland, farmers looked to the heavens and worried. The Fredericktown Herald tried to put things in the best light. As is too often the case, it scolded, instead of being thankful for the numerous blessings we enjoy, we've heard many complaints about short crops. Not to worry, the paper continued. The weather was clear and cool and very favorable for gathering harvest. The grain crop would be just as plentiful as last year's. That didn't fool the farmers, who are generally a pessimistic bunch anyway, usually with good reason. Another cold wave in August brought killing frost as far south as North Carolina, and the cold struck once more in September. New England went into famine. 1816 would forever after be known there as 1800 and froze to death. The effects of the volcanic eruptions were not confined to North America. Famine also struck Great Britain, already exhausted by the Napoleonic Wars. In France, the cold brought on riots that nearly toppled the new regime of Louis XVIII and Talleyrand. At Lake Geneva, where many of Europe's literati were spending the summer, Mary Shelley watched as howling winds and lashing rain suddenly ruined a perfect day. Many of the writers gathered indoors and began to tell round after round of ghost stories. The stories were so good they promised to turn them into books. Mary Shelley was the first to finish. In 1818, she published Frankenstein, or The Modern Prometheus. It begins with a man chasing a monster across the Arctic ice. Which begs the question, is that simple coincidence, or did she intend a lasting reminder of the year without summer?